say you wanna love me Cause that's what I need But I ain't sure if that's Welcome to Love Talk. This is Tracy J. Hines. How are you? And tonight with me I have Leslie Lee and Terry Saleh. What's up, ladies? Hey, Hello, Tracy. How's everybody doing on this wonderful Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening? I'm feeling eh. Uh, Ladies, one at a time. Leslie, you first. I'm feeling eh. Eh? Okay. Eh happens occasionally. Eh. And Terry, how about you? I'm doing great. Um, I'm planning on watching the Oscars later and see if Denzel makes history, wins another Oscar. We'll see. All right. All right. I don't do the shows. I don't know why. They just don't hold my attention. I just can't get into... uh, the whole thing, but I hope I like the red carpet. The red carpet I can do. <laughs> the actual show part that's a bit much for me. But the red yeah, carpet. Yeah, we have quite do. a few African Americans nominated this year, so I'm trying to see if we can bring home all the wins this year. Well, hopefully, you know what? They need to give Taraji just give her the award, please, because she gets passed over, and she's an outstanding actress. I love her. Yeah, I'm surprised she did not get nominated. They pass her over for everything. I don't know what it is. Has she been blacklisted? Do they hate her? Because she's an outstanding actress. Yeah, she transformed. I think all three of them were great. Hidden Figures was really good. I think all three of them deserved a nomination. Mm -hmm. No doubt, no doubt. We are talking about Hidden Figures, of course. Of course. Okay, just, you know, making sure. So let's get to it. Let's talk about love. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I um, put my own personal information out there, which, you know, I don't regret, but it was it was enlightening to hear. I forgot who the brother was. I think it was Doug. Douglas, was it, who was on? It was sharing Jonathan some insight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jonathan Douglas, who was sharing some insight on, on how uh, the man mind and the man psyche works, but... In any event, you know, I was dating this guy, and I was head over heels, and then um, I shared that, and of course, he didn't feel the same way that I felt, and clearly, I was devastated, but um, recently, I came to terms with it. I wrote what he called a dissertation. I thought it was just a simple email of just a few words, but in hindsight, when I look back at my email, it was rather lengthy, but I guess because I write, that's what I needed. I need to write it all out and put it on paper and hit send. And the moment I hit send, there was like a light bulb that went off, you know. And I think a few episodes ago, Leslie, me and Terry would say, oh, we know, we know. The signs are there. We'll always know. Well, clearly, I missed some signs. I missed a couple of signs and all of that. But in any event, I've moved on mentally, you know. I feel refreshed, starting anew, and I still believe in love. There you have it. So, how do you feel now, two, three weeks later? Do you feel total relief? Is it all off your chest, or are you still kind of feeling um, in the middle or um, anxious about it? I'm not anxious. Anxious is not the word I would use. You know that you still miss things that you, 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 you enjoy, you know, spending time and sex and 
this, you know, things like that. You miss those things. You miss the company of people and going on dates and going out and dancing and doing all that. You do miss that. Those are the things that I really miss, the camaraderie. So, um, but I don't so feel in hindsight, now that you are where you are today, can you reflect back and see some of the signs you missed? You know what I can reflect back and say? When I doubt myself, you know, when your intuition tells you something and you doubt yourself, like, uh, just go with what you feel inside. You know, I was talking to another one of my girlfriends, and I was telling her about what I'm going through. And she was like, you've been saying that for a while. So I, I, I doubted myself. You know, I knew something was not what I wanted, but I still had hope, thinking maybe. So in hindsight, I would just say when your instinct and your gut tells you that something's not right and don't wait until you think maybe it'll get better. Move on immediately, you know. Not necessarily, you know, go into a fit, but just move on. Have your mind open to date other people, to see other people. That's all. I'm not angry. I'm not upset. Mm -hmm. People, because I know you have, you've um, mentioned like a couple of times that you love hard. I mean, how easy or hard is it to just move on? Can you just move on? Will you be no. open to a, a casual relationship with this person again? Like friends no, with you benefits know, you, or? There's no friends with benefits. That, that, I don't do that. That's, that, I don't do that. There's no friends with benefits. So that's not happening. But, um, but no, you don't just, sometimes the old familiar is good. It's, it's, be honest. Like, who hasn't done it once or twice in their life? Like, I'm just going to stick with the old familiar for a little while because it feels good. You know, because I love so hard, that's not going to work for me, you know? And, no, you don't just stop loving someone overnight. That doesn't happen. You don't just say, you know what, I'm done. This is not working. I'm done. I don't love them anymore. Of course I still love them. Of course I do. And I'm going to love them probably always. But the different, there's levels of love in my mind. You know, there's a difference between being in love with somebody and loving somebody. I mean, common sense to me says that love is, or being in love with someone, you want them to be in love with you. And if they're not, it's, it's not, it doesn't feel good. It's not right. There's no point in enforcing that. So do I love them? Yes, I love them. Will we have a friendship? Yes, we'll have a friendship. I've known them for many, 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 many years. I can't just see not talking to him ever again because, you know, he wasn't on the same page that I was on. I'm a big girl. I'll be all right. So at what point was he going to let you know that he wasn't? Like, it goes back to that conversation we had with Darrell, and I was trying to pin him to when the feelings change, how soon do you articulate that, and how long do you go into this relationship, but your feelings have changed, and you haven't expressed it to the other person. How long did he, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, without, you, you share how much you want to share, but did he ever allude to how long he was going to go on with this? Well, n well you know, him Leslie, one I day asked, and him feeling another way. I asked that question, you know, why so long? It's almost two years that we've been dating. I asked the question, why so long? You know, I know you knew at some point that um, you didn't feel the same way I felt. And his answer was, well, until you verbalized it, I wasn't, you know, absolutely sure. So with that said, they go on until you as the woman start demanding things that you want. And when they know they're not going to deliver, that's when they start with different behaviors. As long as it's and good for them, 
they're never going to say to you, I don't feel the way that you like. At least that's what I think today. But that's, I think I, I, I touched on that when I said that they don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't think it has anything to do with feelings. You don't think? I don't think because it hurts him. It hurts. No, I'm not overall. It hurts anyway. Whether I tell you this week, whether I tell you next week, or whether I tell you two months down, if it was all about the feelings, you'd never know. So it hurts anyway. I don't think it's about feelings. I think it's more about um, what that person needs. And when it starts to get to a point where, you know, you're pinpointing them and you're looking for something and you're asking them, you know, what are we doing? Where are we going? Then it's like, oh, you know what? This is getting too heavy. I'm going to exit. I think it's empowering for a person to come to that conclusion before it gets real ugly because I still go back on some people, and I don't want to just say men, they, once they're out, they don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. I still stay, I, I stand on that position. And they'll stay yeah. in it longer than they're supposed to, but it was very empowering for the person that is not getting what they want out of the relationship to change the dynamic. I think that's very empowering for that person. So they're not just yeah, hanging I on. I agree with that. I, I think a so lot of times they just, they don't want to communicate the bad news. So they'll wait and let somebody else start the conversation. I definitely agree with that, with Leslie on that. But Tracy, yeah, if you had a daughter, how would you advise her in her relationships? How, what would you say to her? Would you say that once you get clear on where you you want to go in a relationship, are you supposed to communicate it? What, how would you advise her? So yeah, yeah I, I would definitely tell a daughter. First of all, I don't think there's any way that you can go about finding love or dating or getting into this or that without having some kind of hurt along the way. I don't think that it exists. That's just my personal opinion. At some point, something somewhere along the line will hurt. But I would tell my daughter to do what feels good to you. When it doesn't feel good to you, then you have to make a decision. What do you want to do now? Everybody's going to process things differently. Everybody has their own time, and everybody needs that in order to grow as a person. So I can't say that, you know, definitively, the minute that, you know, he doesn't do X, Y, and Z, walk out the door and run. You know, I can't say that. You have to go through your process. So you would have to let her know that she's going to get hurt in a relationship. You may. You very well may get hurt. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out how much hurt you can handle and, 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 and how long do you want to put into this relationship. You know, I don't think but we... I have a question. We are all mothers of sons. What are we advising our sons, the ones that are not in committed relationships right now? And are we having this conversation with our sons? Like, listen... You, you you really shouldn't string somebody along, or how do you handle your relationships when it goes south? I, I tell because I tell, my, I tell my boys that. I tell my boys that. Yeah, but they never do it. My now. youngest one keeps his relationship very uh, under wraps, so I don't know what he's into. But I used to tell my boys when they were younger, like you're the man, and men have more authority, and I hate to say this, I know it sounds sexist, but when it comes to relationships, women, we still live in a situation where we're waiting for the man on the white horse to come up and rescue us from whatever it is that we think we need rescuing from. So they have a lot of the control in the relationship. And I used to tell my sons that, you know, you get to 
choose who you want to date and go out with. And But be clear about what it is that you want to do. You don't have to settle down in your 20s and 30s. You settle down when you know you're ready. And I don't know how many people are having these discussions with their kids to help them understand the dynamics of relationships. Unfortunately, men, for some reason, it's still a dominant behavior, and we as women sometimes allow men to go further than they should have. We allow of them course, to because, further because what you said in the beginning. Because of what you said in the beginning, you know, we're sold that dream. But um, back to your original question, what are you teaching your sons? I talk to my boys, I teach my boys, and I'm hoping and praying that, you know, they're treating women a lot nicer. And when you're not interested, straight out, tell them, you're not interested. This is not what it's going to be. Today, I met a girl that my son is interested. He took the time and brought her over, and she's as cute as a button, by the way. So, yes, I mean... I'm hoping that they do what I what I what I say to them, you know. And some a little bit of my life I share with them, so that they know what what women deal with and and how they feel about things, so that they they won't drag people along. That's that's the whole thing. So, I don't know. I still believe that true love exists. I'm still oh, definitely so in terms of in terms of this just ending relationship. You are definitely done. You're you're not leaving any doors open. Um, what do you mean by that, Terry? Done. Um, if he were to call you up and say, you know what, I've had a, a change of heart, you know, I've had a couple of weeks to think about it, and, um, you know, I really want to see if we can make this work. Where are you going? I don't know. I couldn't, I don't know that I could trust that, Terry. I, I couldn't trust that, you know, because this is not the first time. This is the second time around with this this, this, this relationship. You know, I wouldn't be able to trust that, you know? It would be hard. Today, I say no. I wouldn't be able to trust that. I would feel like, you know, in it for a few weeks and down the road, next thing you know, oh, wait a minute, you feel what? No, come on, we're not loving each other. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. So. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear your, you know, time has um, healed some of that hurt and that you're, you know, the final I like to hear the finality in your voice. Yeah. Well, it feels good. It feels good. You know, I'm not saying that I'll never, you know, we won't be friends because I do believe we'll be friends. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not one that takes people. Once I commit you into my life and say that, you know, you're a friend or I love you, then it's kind of permanent unless you do something drastically to change that. So, girl, you, know. you better than me. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about your mama. What? <laughs> <laughs> you hurt my feelings. I'm a crush yours. That's just how it works. I, but that's me. That's me. Right. Everybody has their process. Everybody has their process. Lizzie said, I'm going to talk about your mama. No, what? I wouldn't do that. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I, I, I get it. It's hard. And, and I just, what I don't understand and I'll never understand about men, and I, I can, I have my own stories to tell, is that that time frame, that, that space and time that it takes for you to honestly admit something, you know how much damage you do in that time frame? You know how much you, you, the, the, the deception that goes on in that time frame? Because I'm not saying I don't know your relationship. I don't know what happened. But at some point, like I said before, when we had that discussion with Darrell and I was trying to pin him to the wall with it, tell 
me when it's changed. When did it change for you? Tell me immediately yeah. that day, that moment, because too much time, too much gameplay, and too much deception happens from the time that you it changed for you, and then now it's out on the table. So what was what were we doing in that time frame? How fake were you? Well, right, what that, that's the thing, you know, because from the very beginning, my thing was always, when you're done, let me know you're done, because I can be done, too. That, that's my thing. You know, we're, we're grown people, we're adults. When you're done, you're done. Okay. Let me know you're done. But anyway, I think, and I think it's a hurt. They can't, they don't want to hurt you. Whoever it is, you think that's what it is? I don't know. I really do. I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's that. I just don't know if it's that. What other because they're going to hurt you anyway. What? Right, but what other reason is there to hang in there? If, if, if somebody's feelings change and they don't know how to articulate it, and they... <laughs> There's a couple of reasons what other to reason? hang in There's a couple of I reasons. I mean, I'm not even just talking about the sex thing. Sex, you can get anywhere. I'm just talking about the individual. What is the, the, the motive for staying? I mean, I've had it's conversations with other friends, and mm-hmm. they have asked the guy repeatedly, you know, what's going on? What's the status? Right. I feel like right. we're moving apart. I feel like we're going uh-huh. in a separate direction. And the guy will continue to say, oh, no, we're good. And then I've had these conversations. Exactly. Terry, I've had the conversations like, are we talking about this again? We already said we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We did that. Are we talking about this again? So I don't know, Leslie, until somebody sits down and says, this is what it is. This is why I do it. And I think it may be different for all men. I don't think all men are the same. I think it's different for different guys and different relationships. So I don't know that we'll ever know the answer to this. But at some point, um, I think we as women know when they're done, when we have to start saying, I feel this, I feel this, you're distant, you're that. We have to pay attention to that and know that that means something. It's not a figment of your imagination, you know, it means something. And at that point, you need to just pull back and do something different, I think. I don't know. So in the future, when a female friend comes to you, she's in a similar situation where she's been, you know, dating somebody for a year to 18 months and kind of cloudy as to where this relationship is going. What advice do you give to her? I'm going to ask you to repeat the question one more time, just to make sure I clearly <laughs> understand you. <laughs> Somebody, a friend, a dear friend of yours, is in a similar uh-huh. situation. She's been dating somebody for, let's say, a year to 18 months. And it's very mm-hmm. cloudy in terms of where this uh, relationship is going and even what the status of it is. She really is not clear on it after a year or 18 months. And she comes to you and says, what should I do? What's your advice? Start dating other people. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know how many brothers have stepped to me and I was like, I'm seeing somebody. I'm seeing somebody. You know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Start. If you feel like it's not going the way it should be going, then that's probably because he's not putting in what you put in. Especially if you know you're putting everything you have in. If you know that you're putting everything you have in and, and you're not getting that result 
and you don't feel like your relationship is progressing and you feel like he's pulling away, it's time for you to pull away. It's time for you to put your egg, take all your little eggs and spread them around. I'm not saying go sleeping with everybody. That's not what I'm saying. But meet people, talk to other people, develop relationships with other people, and you may find your Boaz somewhere else instead of where you thought it was going to be. That's what I would yeah, say. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. There are some people that are socially not as mature. They don't even know how to start hedging their bets in, you know, spreading and diversifying. That's the word I like. You got to you money, girl. Your portfolio <laughs> and make sure you don't have all your money in one fund. So some people don't know how to diversify. So where do they start when they need to diversify? Match.com. <laughs> I hear a lot diversify. of people talk about that. I'm married. There you so I, I, I just joined. I'm going to put it out there. I just joined. I did because I was pissed off. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to join Match.com. And so I did. And there you have thousands of people diversified. There you go. If you're, not, if you're socially challenged, now you're diversified. Thousands and thousands of people for you to pick from, talk to, get to know, date, whatever. You know, that's interesting because it's hard for that person that if they're not that socially forward person to just get up and do something different. I mean, some people just don't, like you said, Terry, they don't know how to do it. They, you know, and it takes them a while. So therefore, do you stay in a relationship that's not fulfilling? Because people will do it. They'll stay in that relationship. And then if you're giving advice to a girlfriend, like, how do you, like, you don't tell them to leave your man. No, I would never say that. Defending the relationship when they start defending a bad relationship, then you definitely got to leave it alone. No, I don't, I don't tell anybody to leave their man because I don't know what their relationship is about. But if you don't feel like your relationship is going the way it should be going, and you're not married and you're just dating, and there's no ring, you're not committed. I would say, pull back, but start. You know. I this is my take on it, and I could be totally wrong because I'm like Terry. I've been in the game for a long time, and I've been married for a long time. My thinking for young people that are dating, that's what it is. It's dating. Women, on the other hand, want to turn it into something exclusive. I'm not saying have sex with everybody, but when did you stop meeting other people? When did you start saying to yourself, well, I'm exclusive with him, but you didn't get confirmation that he was exclusive with you. Well, if you they have confirmation, if you have confirmation, let's put that out there, that we are exclusive, then, and it's still not going right, it's time for you to start dating other people. And every woman thinks about relationships differently, and every woman's looking for something else, you know. So, yeah, it's easy to say, you know, women always look for um, something other than a date. But, you know, I think most women are looking for a, a solid, substantial relationship. I don't think women are just looking to, to just date, like, for the rest of their life. The idea of dating is to eventually move on to the next level and find your companion. That's, that's the idea, I think, for most women, a lot of women that I speak to anyway. Okay, so, young yeah, people. Match.com. Match.com. Mm-hmm. So, are young people doing Match.com? 
I don't know that young people are doing match.com. I think young people uh, may be doing something a little bit differently. Those that are in college, I think match.com is probably not necessary because you're in school, you're in school with other people like-minded like you. Um, as a matter of fact, on our second segment, I, I have a couple that we're going to talk to. They figured it out. They found out what true love was about. So um, Janelle and Nick um, met each other in school, and um, they decided that she was it, and he decided, I'm sorry, and she decided that he was it. These are their soulmates, I guess, for a lack of a better word. So we'll hear from them in the second segment and try to understand what the young people are doing today. And maybe the older people can learn something from the young people. I don't know. We'll okay, see. so last week we did a list of kind of things we weren't going to do in 2017. So, Tracy, what are your top three things for somebody that's trying to move on? They've come to the conclusion that they can't get um, a solid um, answer from the person they're dating as to what the status of this relationship is. So what do they need to do? Top three things. Find closure however you do. However you do it, however you need it, whatever it is. For me, it's writing. So as he said, I sent a dissertation. And for me, the minute I hit the send button, I felt like a weight was lifted off. So find closure. And if you can't find closure through him, you have to find it on your own, your own type of closure. And um, and, and let me just another, say, I would, I would be pissed that he called my letter a dissertation, but we'll, we'll say that for another show. Listen. At this stage of the game, it doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> uh, I think we need to do a commercial. So oh, let's.
Welcome back to Love Talk for Everyday People with Leslie Lee, Terry Saleh, and myself, Tracy Hines. In our first segment, we talked about uh, the closure of my uh, previous relationship. And uh, at the end, I said that I still believe in love. And I found this wonderful couple that they have found true love. So tonight, we're going to talk to Janelle Miller. She's a daughter, sister, friend, and a fiancé, and a graduate of Spelman. Hey, Janelle. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Seems like we got a little echo, Janelle. Janelle is also an inventory manager. And with Janelle is her fiancé, Nick, who is a son, brother, friend, fiancé, and a teacher, graduate of uh, Morehouse. Hey, Nick, what's going on? Hi, how's it going? I'm doing all right. It's going going good. So you two are engaged, huh? So you found true love, Janelle? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, we're engaged. Going to get married in, like, five months. Um... Yeah, I really like him. He's great. I love him. <laughs> All right. I was going to say, just like? You're going to marry him and you just like him? So tell me how, well, how did it happen. Important. You know, Like is important. Yes, it is. But tell me how did it happen. You know, we have so many women out here that are searching for, for true love. And, you know, they do this, they do that. They're all over the place trying to figure out how to attract that right person. How did it work for you? How did, how did that happen? So, did not, like, it wasn't planned or effort or anything I was looking to make happen, honestly. Um, when me and Nick actually, like, connected and started talking and then dating, I was actually, like, not dating. I was actively not dating. I was like, I don't really want to deal with men right now and trying to get to know somebody and this whole process. I wasn't in the mood. Um, and then I, well, me and Nick connected and, um, I still wasn't trying to date, but, like, I like the cool guy, and we started talking, and, um, well, I mean, I really, really liked him, so I was like, you know, I think I'm going to take this chance and see where this goes, and um, about three years later now, we're about to get married, so I guess it worked out. So, how did you meet him? Um... Well, we met several times before we actually connected. So he went to Morehouse and I went to Spelman. And we met um, We met voting for Barack Obama uh, for his second term, our senior year of college. But that was really, really briefly. Like, we, it was the crack of dawn, so I was half asleep. And Nick was with one of our friends, and my friend introduced us. But, like, I didn't pay any attention to him because I was tired. Um, and then that happened a few more times. Then the summer of 2013, um, we were at a mutual friend's place, and I actually met him. Like, I was like, hey, I'm Janelle. He's like, hi, I'm Nick. And, um, yeah, it kind of happened from there. Basically, friends introduced us. So, Nick, when you saw Janelle, were you like, oh, my God, she's it. That's the one. My soulmate. I found her. Did it go like that? I wouldn't take it that far. But, I mean, I saw her, and then I did recognize that she was an attractive young woman. And then when we started communicating, she was pretty forward about, like, kind of continuing our communication process. 
So then I was like, okay, I'm down. I like her. Good enough to, you know, continue talking. All right, so, and then it just from there. so you decided that, that she's the one. You know, what about Janelle? You know, I listen to young people and people of all ages actually talk about how difficult and how hard it is to meet someone and to connect and to be on the same page about the things that you want. How did that work out for the two of you? You know, how in the beginning, I need to understand how the beginning of your relationship went. Either one of you can answer to that. Um, I'll, I'll start. Our, like, I mean, we were friends. Like, it just kind of happened really organically. Like, like I said, I wasn't trying to find someone to date or someone to be involved with. So when I started talking to Nick, I was just like, this guy's really goofy and he's really silly, but like, he's fun. Like, I like talking to him. It was just very easy and um, natural. So when, when feelings started growing and we talked about getting into a relationship, it wasn't super duper scary for me because I was just like, you know, well, I mean, it was kind of scary because I was like, well, this didn't work out. Like, that sucks. But on the other hand, I was like, well, I mean, I feel like very comfortable with him. Like, I feel like I know him. I like, I feel like this is my friend and, um, I guess, I don't know, I just trusted my gut. Really? I have a question. Yes, Leslie, um, go ahead. Hold on. Here. Okay. Do you two have similar um, backgrounds, like similar upbringing, parent households? No. no. And, no. <laughs> Complete okay. opposites, honestly. Um, no, and, and you don't have to go into details. I just always... Um, wonder does that matter when you're meeting someone like if you have the similar background and you have a, 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 a the same understanding of what you experienced as kids well I mean I don't think it's too personal like I mean Janelle had the two parent household I, I came from a single mother household um, I, I would say that that's probably one of our biggest differences in how we came up and yeah I mean if I had to point out one thing that would probably be it um just mm-hmm. even when we were getting to know each other the um the things that she would say were pretty interesting with just like how her dad is in her life I'm like oh that's interesting and like I would legit have questions and have feedback on how I thought about it, mostly because I was lacking knowledge in that area. So, so a single parent would be your mom, right, Nick? Yes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So um, what other things did you guys do to, to, to keep the relationship moving forward, progressing forward? Um, let each other know that you are, I'm interested in you, and I want to develop a life with you. Um, well, if we're talking about at the very beginning, I was avoiding, like, so I, like I said, I did not want a relationship. So I started noticing Nick was getting feelings, and I was putting off that conversation for as long as possible because I didn't know if I was ready. Like, I was just like... I know I like him. I know I want him in my life, but I don't know if I'm ready to do this because Nick is also my first boyfriend. And at the time, I was still in California, and he was in Atlanta. So it was a lot for me to have to figure out. Um, And, I mean, 
figured it out. And what we did to, we were always just very honest. Like when we actually did have the conversation about our feelings and what we wanted and where this was going to go, I'm very direct when it comes to my relationships. Like I let you know, like, okay, if this is what we're going to do, this is what I need. Like I'm pretty flexible about a lot of stuff, but these are my core needs. So if you're not going to meet them, then this can't go anywhere. Um, nice, nice. Yeah. I just, I just couldn't like I couldn't I couldn't get invested if I didn't feel like it was about to be returned to me. Like I couldn't. All right, look, everything your core needs. Janelle, your core needs were put on the table. How soon? Huh? After you guys started dating and, and were thinking, like, this is going to be something. You know, when did you put your court ease out? Was it, like, the third, fourth, fifth? It was before 50? we started dating. Yeah, it was before we started dating. Because <laughs> I don't remember what happened, but there was a conversation about, like, if we were going to start dating. And mm-hmm. we were still long distance at the time. So I was like, well, listen, if we're going to start dating, the fact of the matter is that we're going to be long distance. So we need to make time to see each other. Um, I think I said once a month or every other month, and you need to be able to call me at night. Like, if we're going to do this, then this is what I need. And then he was like, okay, I can do that. And I was like, all right, well, I guess we're doing this. Um, (laughs) And then, I mean, kind of like throughout the way, we had conversations if needs changed or, um, like, when it came time to meet each other's families, like, we talked about that and, like, what to expect. And it was it was really difficult because we were long distance, so naturally we were long distance from our families. Like, Nick didn't meet my family for a while because my family was in California. I lived in Boston, and he was in Atlanta. Like, there was a whole lot for me. Um, yeah. So I don't just there was there. Yeah, and I, I didn't really, I, I couldn't really do it all. <laughs> so there were things that we, um, we, you know, we had to talk about and we had to figure out and work through and um, just kind of be really, I learned to be very honest but also kind of more flexible in my expectations because while my expectations are fine and good, Nick is a whole different person who does not function like how I do at all. And I learned that, like, some things that I was being very firm and rigid about were, like, okay, that's fair and that's true, and he needs to respect that. But at a certain point, you know, you have to respect, like, where he is and what he can offer and all of that, too. So, yeah. And, Nick, if you could mention one thing about Janelle that made you feel like, you know what, I can I can marry this woman. What was it? The... I would say her emphasis on communication because coming up, I didn't, I don't think I even knew that I wasn't a consistent or frequent communicator. I just realized I just really just internalized a lot of information or how I felt about a certain topic. So Mm -hmm. then she would just consistently bring stuff out of me and I'm just like, oh, wow, like this is not only is it good for a relationship, it's kind of, you know, therapeutic to actually talk about how you're feeling. So <laughs> I felt like she would help build a strong relationship between us and also, just, you know, some good stuff for me, making me better. So, And that all we had was communication, like <laughs> being long distance. So it was just... Um, right, so you weren't in each other's face, so you were pretty much forced to communicate because... You're in Atlanta and she's in Boston. Yeah. That was it. 
And how long have you been? Are you... Hmm? Go ahead. Sarah, you said that? Yeah. Yes, no, So you all oh, ahead, are Sarah. in your 20s. You all are both in your 20s. Do you feel that your relationship is more of the norm for people in your 20s or more of the exception? I just feel like dating in this day and age, you have so many distractions and so many ways to go and social media and all the other options. So do you feel like most of the people in your age group are in that same boat or you're more the exception? Um, I think we're more of an exception in the fact that, well, back to the long distance part, we started out long distance. It's not like we were together for a certain period of time, then, you know, we're young adults starting our careers and we're just like, okay, we'll split apart for now and then come back later. We started out long distance and then we're figuring out how we're going to come together later on in life. So in that aspect, I think we're fairly unique. So I, I think, um, if I can, Terry, I wanted to say, like, when she's talking about how to use the exception, you know, when we look at a lot of other young couples, we don't see them as committed, at least I don't, as committed as you guys are. So do you feel like, how did you get past the distraction of, you know, the videos and the twerking and the, the, the yeah. Internet and all the stuff that goes on out there in the world and the promiscuous that the, the other girls or other guys are? How did you get past that? to be able to hold down a relationship? How did you not let that influence you? What 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 contributed to that? So for me, I will say it was very easy because uh, I I don't let a lot of people in and I don't like, I, I just don't let a lot of people in. So once Nick was in and I understood his role in my life, like we also did talk about marriage very early on in our relationship. So I knew from like, I knew within the first month that I wanted to marry this man. Um, and once I knew that, I was like, well, I mean, but I would go out to people obviously long distance. I would go out and guys would try to talk to me. I was just like, I mean, but you're not Nick. So I don't really know what we're supposed to do here. Like, how can I have a conversation with you? Like, why would I want, like, why would I want you? Like, you can't offer me anything. So for me, everything else happening in the world wasn't a real distraction because, I mean, I don't. I already found Nick. I was like, I mean, he's great. Like, I, I, I would never want to do anything to jeopardize that. Um, because when I found Nick, it was really weird. It was really cheesy, but like, I just felt so happy and like all that corny stuff you see in movies and all of that. And um, yeah. it was a really <laughs> nice feeling. And I didn't want to. I, I literally did not want to do anything to let that go. So I was just like, yeah. I mean, this isn't. It wasn't hard. It was just like, okay, you know, there's other things happening in the world. If something approaches me, shut it down. I mean, there's really, there's nothing I can do if something approaches me. I never, I never welcomed or um, sought out anything other than Nick. <laughs> so you guys, so you guys are the exception. You're definitely the exception in 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 the grand scheme of things. There's not many young people doing what you guys are doing. Would you agree to that? Victoria, oh, yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah. Leslie, I know a while back you were going to say something. I'm sorry. What would you have? No, I, my question is going forward, like, have you looked at any premarital counseling or have you done it already? Like, I, you know, I, 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 I hear you. I, I get the, the, the relationship and it's beautiful. 
have you started asking each other the questions that you're going to build on when you when you start to go forward in a relationship? Like, do you want two kids or no kids or ten kids or how do we do our finances and you know what are you what are you familiar yeah. with and have y'all have y'all had those conversations? Well, yeah. we've had those conversations together, but also in terms of the premarital counseling. That's also being set up with um, my pastor from back home. So we're okay. getting that set up. That should be starting soon. But, yeah, um, but I yeah, feel like... We talk about stuff like kids and finances. We know how each other... Uh, what about a dog? Function. Is either one of you a want dog? a dog, too? I do I want a dog. dog. We've, we've even compromised on that in the future because I'm, <laughs> I'm really into having a really big dog. He doesn't want a dog at all. He's like, when do we get a dog? I'm like, you know, figure Yeah, that's, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, it sounds so trivial, but it's that, that those things where you're thinking one thing and somebody else is thinking something different, and it could turn into, like, a major explosion, and it, it could be as simple as, how about if we just get a medium-sized dog? Yeah, that's all I'm asking. <laughs> um, yeah, we've definitely had we've had those conversations in part. I think also because I'm just kind of like Nick's very quiet and I'm very um, I'm very talkative, so I just like to be like, oh, what do you imagine our life to be like? What, what do you want? What do you think about this? What about that? Um, so we've kind of had those conversations throughout the length of our relationship. And my suggestion as a person that's coming up on 30 years, never stop talking about that. Never. It's, everything's up for discussion. Never stop talking. Noted. Thank yes. you. Noted. So, Janelle, if there was a group of women that you were talking to uh, mm -hmm. in your age group that were all single and they were asking you for advice on... Um, you know, dating and, and meeting and all that kind of stuff. Name a couple, name two things that you would, you would tell these women. Um, I would tell them it's okay to be picky. Um, I think, well, it's okay to be picky about certain things. I don't really believe in like being like, oh, well, he has to be six feet and weigh 273. Like, I just, you know, that kind of stuff is like, I mean, what's his heart like? Like, I mean, he could have all of that and still be trash. Um, and also, I would tell them to just listen to their heart, like, when you meet someone. like, And not, like, in that corny way of, like, oh, well, you really like them and you want this to work. Like, you don't truly look within yourself and, like, if, I mean, if praying is your thing, then pray. If you're not a religious person, do whatever you do, but, like, really do some actual um, internal stuff to figure this out because I feel like for me when I met Nick again wasn't really trying to date and the reason why everything kept going forward and I kept moving forward with him is because like I knew I really liked him I knew I was scared but I also was praying heavily and I was just like you know I don't really know what to do like do I continue this do I not and I just kept feeling pushed to keep moving forward with Nick I felt like you know what I didn't really have the answer I didn't know like I was going to marry the man but I definitely felt like this is good, this is healthy, this is okay, this is a safe space. So um, I would tell them to, you know, really and honestly, you know, look within yourself and listen to your, your true gut instincts. Not like, oh, well, I'm so lonely, so I want someone to hold me. 
mean, fine, find someone to hold you, but, like, if that's not the person you're supposed to be with, then don't don't make someone who's supposed to hold you somewhere you're trying to marry. Like, that's, that's crazy. Um, okay, yeah. so you would tell them to don't be afraid to be picky, but not with the superficial nonsense, the stuff that really yeah. matters. And you yeah. would tell them to follow their heart and do what it is that you do, whether it's praying or flashing sage, whatever it is that helps you stay mm-hmm. grounded and, and get through making a decision to follow your heart. What about you, Nick? What would you tell guys when they're searching for whoever it is that they're looking for? What two things would you give to single men? Um, the first thing I would say is probably to... Um, don't don't search too hard. Like just let things fall into their place. Like it's okay to start out with like to actually start out with friends with somebody. Start out as friends with somebody rather that you actually do like. Just play. I told you now. I'm like I was playing the long game. I, I don't. I'm not one of those dudes that like had game come up to you. Blah blah blah. Let me get your number. Yeah 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 yeah. And then we're I'm like in the ground running. It's just like oh she's cool. I'll be your friend. Boom, boom, boom. Please pick up from there. That's cool. So I would say the first thing is to um, don't force anything too hard. And then the other thing, don't be a high-volume shooter. As <laughs> in, like, don't try to talk to, like, a thousand girls at one time. Like, a high volume shooter. Okay, interesting choice of words there. <laughs> yeah, like in sports terms, right? So, um, mm-hmm. don't be the guy that's just taking his shot at every girl. Cause I feel like you you get lost. You, you might even start confusing personalities. You're not really getting to know any one person, and then you're essentially just kind of wasting your time and their time. I think I like that one. I really yeah, like that. I like one. that. High volume shooter. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, is the topic off? Do you guys talk about that? Can we talk about that? Sex. Is that what? Is that sex? I think I'm fine with that. Abstinence. Is that how you work it? If you don't want to talk about it, we can move on. Let's move on. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? I, I was going to say, the two of you seem very mature, um, mm-hmm. 20-something-year-olds. Again, I'm just, you know, I have two 20-year-olds. Two, I have a 26 and a 22-year-old. And I'm just trying to see where their minds are. I just, I just don't feel like they're probably at the place that the two of you are. So, again, it's kind of like you're the exception than the rule. Are most people in your age group, are they really looking for the, the marriage dream, find the, you know, a spouse, get the white ticket fence, have two and a half kids, buy a house? Or are the millennials these days kind of just um, winging it, you know, seeing what happens, seeing what lands in their lap, you know, you know, just it doesn't matter what gender, it doesn't matter, you know. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I hear the question. I think it depends person to person because just like within my friend group, I find the people that, like all of my friends are very career focused and like want to be able to support ourselves and 
you know, eventually one day have a family and all of that stuff. But some people that matters more to based on their background and upbringing. But other people, um, you know, they're they're cool with putting that on hold for now to build and grow um, a certain way in their career. I think most millennials um, at our age right now are... In my opinion, like, they, they're trying to get their careers together. If they find someone they happen to fall in love with in the process, they're not opposed. Well, I'm speaking for my friend circle. <laughs> um, they're definitely not opposed and not, like, against it and, like, okay, I can't do this right now. But they are, like, we want to be able to support whatever we would um, create. Um, is your like circle... Um, is your circle a variety? You know how there's a difference between you and Nick. You were dual parent. He was single parent. Is your circle a variety of different lifestyles and upbringing? Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's not one way that people are thinking, and, and it's, it's different all over the place. Everybody's looking yeah, for different things. No. I think it's wonderful it's that you guys have found each other and you are committed to this. And when's your big day? August 5th of this year. Let's be wedding crashers. <laughs> I don't have to crash. I'm going. <laughs> Congratulations to both of you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It sounds like you guys are, are, are wise way beyond your years. It really does. And it, it's, it's refreshing, to be honest. It's refreshing to hear people that um, still honor the sanctity of marriage and and. and you know, want to build on that. It's nice to hear that. Me being a person who believes in love and is looking for true love, it's nice to hear that people are still finding it. It's very nice to hear that. Well, I guess it's time to... It's almost time to wrap this up. Janelle or Nick, do you have any last words you want to share with people? Um, Don't stop believing. It'll happen probably when you least expect it. And Nick? When you find it, hold on to it. Nice. Very nice. Well, you've been listening to Love Talk, Love Talk for Everyday People with Tracy Hines, your host, and my co-host, Leslie Lee and Terry Saleh. Um, please check out my website, T-R-A-C-I-J-H-I-N-D-S. I wrote a book, a book of love poems. You'll find it there. The uh, e-reader is three ninety nine, and the paperback is ten ninety nine. If you are interested in advertising on our segment, please give me a call. Send me an email, lovetalkforeverydaypeople at gmail.com. Um, Leslie, you have any last words you want to share for those looking for love? I just want to piggyback off what you said. It was very refreshing to listen to young people. Um, young people give me strength and they give me um, uh, I, I think better when I'm around young people because I hear all different perspectives. And so I, I, I applaud them as a young couple. I wish you well and God bless. Terry, any last words you'd like to share? I think, you know, I've just learned that as long as two people are determined, it doesn't matter what age you are, whether you're 20 or 80, you can always find that special person for you in your life. So age has no uh, impact on that. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We're on every Sunday live from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Love Talk for Everyday People. Come share the love. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Janelle.
No problem. Bye. 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 Good night. Good night. Be in us, but my fear is strong.